This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing, how are we doing? And welcome to episode 133, episode 133 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you're having a super duper summer. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And for those of you that might have forgotten, I'm part of the Big Night Media crew with some fantastic podcasts like Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, The Marky P Show, Those Girls You Know, Drinks After Work, Eat the Damn Cake, I'm the promoter. He's the DJ, Burnt Toast, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, It's Always Something with JD, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing, and of course, Big Night Breaks. Oh yeah, and don't forget, you can go to BigNightShop.com, go to Big Night Media, click Banner Banter, and get yourself some Banner Banter Podcast merch for the upcoming season of the Banner Banter Podcast. We are very very close to being back every single Monday, dropping at 8 a.m. for you. But for right now, we're going to do a quick little summer recap of what's been going on with the Boston Celtics, the NBA draft, NBA free agency. There's a lot of Celtics fans out there absolutely losing their minds over what's going on with free agency. And to the point, I get it, but overall, you just need to nut up and shut up and realize that it's, I don't know, I don't know, it's tough because... A few years ago, we were always like, oh, we have so many draft picks. And now it's like, oh, we're going to have so much cap space. And it could backfire. It really and truly could. But for right now, I think the Celtics are in okay shape. Are they in great shape? No. Good shape? No. Bad shape? Nope. But they're in. They're they're fine. They're going to be fine. But a lot has been going on with the Boston Celtics. But first off, let's start off with the Summer League. Yesterday, the Celtics Summer League team played the Atlanta Hawks. They won 85 to 83. It was a fun, competitive game for sure. And they have a few games this week as well. If you want to watch, you know, the Aaron Neesmith, Carson Edwards, Peyton Pritchard, Yam, uh, Yam Madar, uh, just a whole bunch of guys, you know, young guys that are trying to make the roster, trying to help Brad Stevens figure out what he can and cannot trade, what he may have in the future to help to help the new coach, Ime Uduka or Uduka. Uh, sorry about that. But yeah, so their upcoming schedule, they play tomorrow night, if you're listening on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, so they play tomorrow night at 7 p.m. and that will be on NBC Sports Boston. And then they play Thursday night at 7 p.m. against the Orlando Magic. 
that will be on ESPN2. And then Saturday, August 14th, they'll be playing the Philadelphia 76ers at 5 p.m. So make sure you check that out. And the way the roster's kind of broken out is, you know, you have Carson Edwards. What is Carson Edwards? Why does he still have a spot on this team? I will never know. But, hey, he's still playing. He's still got a contract, so good for him. He shot the ball pretty well in the summer league game yesterday against the Atlanta Hawks. But, per usual, he just never passes the ball. And I understand, you know, at one point he had a team-high four assists and stuff. But, overall, he just doesn't look to try and get other people involved. And it's so frustrating, so annoying, whatever. Another good shooter on the team. Because, I mean, Carson Edwards is a good shooter. and But it's just, it's over. It's over for him. Like, have fun in the G League. Have fun overseas. I, I just don't want to see him in a Celtics jersey anymore. Like, what has he really and truly done? Now, like, I think, like, if I had to pick or choose, gun to the head, Tremont Waters or Carson Edwards, I'd take Tremont Waters. I think Tremont Waters is more proven. He's definitely shown some more flashes in the league than Carson Edwards has. And what I mean by that in the regular season, not that bullshit, like, 40-point game that Carson Edwards had a couple years ago against the Cavs. But some other people that are on the roster, Sam Hauser, who is a rookie that went undrafted. He's a great shooter from Virginia. And then you have Romeo. You know, we all know that I'm not a fan of Romeo Langford, minus his defense. He's a good defender. You know, he did score a lot of points. He grabbed a lot of rebounds. He hit a big shot at the end of the game, even though he was so stupid. I mean, he had a wide-open shot, but, like, the Celtics were down. Or, yeah, they were down a couple points. And he hit a big-time three-pointer. So, like, I, I have no problem saying, you know, tip of the cap to you, Romeo Langford, But there was 11 seconds left. Why are you shooting that early and giving the other team an opportunity to shoot the basketball? Like, how stupid can you be? But Romeo Langford's on the team. He's now wearing number nine. And that, uh, just stick with 45, please, whatever. Then you have Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard was terrific in this game. I think he had 22, 23 points. Like, he doesn't need to be in the summer league. He really and truly doesn't. Like, I don't understand why he's in the summer league, but... He had a really good game. Like, the the guy who should be in the Summer League is Grant Williams. Like, the fact that Grant Williams is not playing in the Summer League is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Like, I will never, ever, 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 forever, ever. By the way, Kanye, drop your album. But I understand that Grant Williams draw uh, is now the NBA Player Association's vice president. And that's great for him. He's going to be the vice president from 2021 or 2021 to 2024. So he's the vice president for three years behind CJ McCollum. Chris Paul didn't want to be the president of the Players Association anymore. CJ McCollum stepped in. Grant Williams filled into a role. But, like, Grant Williams needs to realize he can't be the vice president of the Players Association if he's not in the league because Grant Williams is awful and Grant Williams should be playing in the Summer League and it's so stupid that Grant Williams is playing but Peyton Pritchard is. Aaron Neesmith kind of forced some shots but obviously hit some so that was good and then obviously the two guys that they're that I'm really focused on minus Aaron Neesmith because I think Aaron Neesmith needs to have a good Summer League for multiple reasons but Yem Madar he is a point guard from Israel, drafted last year in the Celt- uh, in the second round by the Celtics. He's a draft and stash guy. A lot of people are excited about him. I'm excited for him. And to be honest with you, the Celtics were down like, I think, 10 nothing to start this game yesterday. And he came in, and the Celtics went on like a 17-2 run because he was there. He definitely changed the offense, got the ball moving around, defended well. So that was cool, cool to see. And then you have Juan Bergan, yeah, Juan Bergan. He was the Celtics' second-round draft pick this year, 45th pick overall. The plan was for him to be a draft and stash, but he was just like, you know, 
I'm going to call Brad Stevens and say, hey, can I play in the summer league? And Brad's like, sure. We don't know if you're ready or not, but why don't you come on down? The kid's 19 years old. He's good on defense. He got a huge steal at the end of the game when the Celtics were up. Um, when the Celtics up one, or it was a tie game, whatever the case may be. But Juan Bragan literally just stole the ball. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, by the way. I'm, I bet you I'm butchering his name. Um, I was I took French in high school, and I was terrible at it. Absolutely, I should have did Spanish or Latin, but whatever. But he made a big steal in the game, got the ball to Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard went to the free throw line, stuck a couple three free throws. But he needs to improve his shot. I know he stuck a couple three-pointers, but it's obviously not there. He's long, lengthy, athletic. I thought he was going to be a draft and stash. I didn't think we were going to see him for a couple of years, but I was completely wrong. He's six foot five with a ridiculously long wingspan. He played very well yesterday. So, And to be honest with you, I would rather have him like have a roster spot than Carson Edwards seriously but the way that the Celtics are treating this offseason and free agency Romeo Lankford and Aaron Neesmith need to step up big time just not on defense because we know they can defend and it's just on offense because when Tatum and Brown go out and Peyton isn't hitting those long ass three-pointers like he hit one from the logo today like he was Steph Curry those two kids need to step up. And I understand a lot of people may think that Romeo Langford could be a good backup point guard for this team, and I agree. As long as Romeo Langford isn't shooting the ball, I'm a happy camper. So if that means he passes the ball more to people who can shoot, I'm here for it. So that's kind of the quick little recap about the Celtics Summer League. I love the the Summer League. I don't I've tried to mature with my uh breakdown of the summer league because i was the person you know like if one person had a double double i was like oh my god he should be the starting center for the team I'm not, and i'm not trying to do that anymore but yamadar looked good juan looked good peyton pritchard looked fantastic romeo definitely showed some flashes Nismith showed some flashes let's see how they play on tuesday night against denver at 7 p.m on nbc sports boston so what else has been going on with the Boston Celtics? I mean, if you missed episode 132, the team got rid of Danny Ainge as the president. Brad Stevens is now in his position, but the team is yet to hire a general manager, which is interesting. So is Mike Zarin, the original assistant GM, uh, when Danny Ainge was here, is he now going to be the GM? Is it going to be Austin Ainge, Danny Ainge's son? Who knows? But they also hired their new coach, Ime Uduka, or Uduka. Uh, who was an assistant coach for the Nets last year. He was also assistant coach for the 76ers, the Spurs with Greg Popovich, uh, Team USA Basketball. He's a former player. He's a defensive-minded coach. And to be honest with you folks, the Celtics sucked on defense last year. And I know a lot of people are like, what about Brad Stevens' offensive sets? No, it was actually Brad Stevens' defensive sets is why the Celtics sucked so much because the Celtics were still a top 10, top 12 offensive team, but they were a bottom 10, a bottom 12 defensive team. And they're usually under Brad Stevens, they were a top five or six defensive team so the other cool thing about Ime he is also married to Nia Long for those of you that don't know she played Lisa in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and he he's starting to hire some some staff and one person like if you're looking at your phone right now or your dashboard listening you're like why is there a picture of Brad Ime Bradley Beal and Mighty Mouse well he hired Damon Stoudemire formerly of the Toronto Raptors and has one of the best NBA tattoos of all time. Mighty Mouse. Literally, it's a tattoo on his right arm, I believe, if I'm looking at a picture of him correctly. Yeah, his right arm, it's a picture of Mighty Mouse. Awesome tattoo. Damon Sotomayor, very short point guard, one of the better point guards in the late to 
early 2000s, like when the Toronto Raptors came about, they drafted him. He played at the University of Arizona. He's really good friends with Peyton Pritchard. They grew up together. Well, I don't want to say grew up together. Like Damon Stoudemire saw Peyton Pritchard grow up out on the West Coast, coached him a little bit. So I think this is a really, really cool thing. You have a former player who was a star in the league, has a good relationship with Peyton Pritchard already, and you just love to see it. And then we also remember that on episode 132, we talked about the first thing that Brad Stevens did was send Kemba Walker in this year's first round pick and a 2022 second round pick to the Thunder for Al Horford and Moses Brown and a 2023 second round pick. Since then, a lot has changed. Uh, Kemba Walker has been bought out by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He left a lot of money on the table and he's going to play for the New York Knicks for about $27 million less than what he was going to make if he was staying with the Boston Celtics. I believe, if I remember correctly, Kemba Walker was supposed to make $36 million if he was playing for the Celtics this year, and now he's going to make $9 million playing this year for the New York Knicks. Now, I'm happy for Kemba. I have no issue with Kemba. I, it just didn't work out here. I'm okay with it. Like, you want to be pissed at Kyrie? Fine. You want to be pissed at Gordon Hayward? Fine. Whatever the case may be. I just feel bad for Kemba because he didn't do anything wrong. He's just a guy who has a lot of miles on his knee. He tried his best. He followed everything that the Celtics um, doctors asked him to do, the organization to do, and now he's going home. And I think he's always wanted to go home. So I'm happy for Kemba. Good for him. I hope it doesn't work out with the Knicks because I hate the Knicks. And they're in our division, and they definitely got better during the offseason. They're bringing everyone back. And they even signed Evan Fournier, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the other person that was part of this deal was Moses Brown, which I know a lot of Celtics fans were very excited about, including myself. I, I thought maybe he had an opportunity to make the roster. I thought maybe he had an opportunity that if Time Lord did get hurt or Al Horford did get hurt, that he could come in and play a couple minutes and really help this basketball team. But he was a part of the Josh Richardson deal, which they, um, they acquired from the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this is Josh Richardson's third team in three years. He's a shooting guard. He... When he was playing for the Miami Heat uh, a few years ago, because he's played for the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Dallas Mavericks, and now the Boston Celtics. Now, you may remember when he was playing for the Heat, he brought the ball up a lot for them, and I think that's how he plays. I think the Mavericks fit and Josh Richardson, it, it just didn't work out. One of my really good friends, Dave, he is a Dallas Mavericks fan, and he was very excited about Josh Richardson because Josh Richardson's a very good defender. He thought he could help out Luka, and it just wasn't a good fit overall. So hopefully it's a better fit with the Boston Celtics. Very good defender. He is a good shooter. It's just he's not a catch-and-shoot guy. He, he finds his spots. He gets there, but I think he's better with the ball in his hand, and he could be a great guy off the bench for sure. It just it just didn't work, and that's okay. Now, I, one of the reasons why the Celtics went after someone like Josh Richardson, a veteran who won't cost them too much money, who won't affect their cap space in 2022, was because Evan Fournier signed a deal with the New York Knicks. Four years, $78 million a year. So yes, Kemba and Evan Fournier are going to be on the New York Knicks next year. That kind of sucks to see those two guys who were going to be big pieces to this team next year if it wasn't for salary cap and bird rights and free agency and all that crap. So here's the thing. 
I would have liked Evan Fournier over Josh Richardson. I think a majority of Celtics fans would have said that. Josh Richardson's a very good defender, but Evan Fournier is the better scorer. You know, you could go back and forth on it all day, but end of the day, Evan Fournier is a better basketball player than Josh Richardson. And if you were watching the Olympics, you could see Evan Fournier can ball because Evan Fournier did great things for France, who lost to Team USA in that gold medal game, which I'll talk about in a little bit because I'm very happy for Jason Tatum. But... The issue that I have with Celtics fans with this Evan, Evan Fournier thing is like Bradley Beal has been linked to the Celtics because of his friendship with Jason Tatum. And I think that's great. I think that's cute. I think that's adorable. And we all know if you have listened to any episode of this podcast where I preview or recap any game that the Celtics play the Wizards, I love Bradley Beal. I would do anything to have Bradley Beal on this basketball team. And this entire offseason... The Celtics fans are just throwing names on a board, hope that they stick, which is comical, but signing Evan Fournier doesn't help you get Bradley Beal. It does not. Is Evan Fournier a great player? Yes. Does he suck on defense? Yes. Is he worth that type of money? In my opinion, no, he is not. If it was like a 13 or $14 million deal, I am so down. Like, we're going down, down, whatever that Fall Out Boy song is. But the Celtics are going to be focusing Next year, 2022, there is a lot of free agents, a lot of free agents, and they will be able to offer a max contract to someone like Bradley Beal, which means Bradley Beal will have a new contract. You still have two years left to Jalen Brown, and then you have like three or four years left to Jason Tatum. Now, if they miss out on this and swing and miss on all of this, holy shit, this is not going to go well. And it could get to the point where Jalen and Jason leave. I don't think they will, but again... I've been wrong before. But this could set the franchise back really, really far if this doesn't work out. And it is petrifying. I'm going to be honest. But for those individuals who are Boston Celtics fans that are saying that this season the organization is punting, will you please shut the fuck up? Please, for the love of God. The Nets are better. The Bucks are better. The Heat are better. Whether you got Evan Fournier, Josh Richardson, Malik Monk, DeMar DeRozan, it doesn't matter. Those teams are better than you right now. And that is okay. That is the NBA. You need to relax. You're not going to beat those teams no matter who you got this offseason. Now, if you get Bradley Beal maybe at the trade deadline, sure, let's have a conversation. You may be able to beat the Heat. You may be able to beat the Bucks. You may be able to beat the Nets. But that's not going to happen. And if you're bitching and moaning about watching the team this year, you're insane. You have Jalen Brown, who made his first all-star team last year. You have Jason Tatum, who was arguably one of the 10 best players in the NBA. He was the second best player for Team USA, who just won a gold medal. And they have a new coach. You didn't like the old coach, and now you got the new coach. So you have someone that you love in Jalen Brown. You have someone you love in Jason Tatum. Both of them are improving every single year. They're both young. And, like, do you want to go back to 2013? 2014 like is that really what you want to do let me let me throw out some names from the 2013 2014 boston celtics joel anthony chris babb brandon bass jared bayless keith bogans avery bradley marshawn brooks jordan crawford chris humphreys courtney lee phil pressy jared sullinger gerald wallace like do you want to go back to that well what about the 0607 celtics where that team lost eight games in a row. Tony Allen, Ryan Gomes, Al Jefferson, Michael Olowakandi, Perk, 
Paul Pierce, Leon Poe, Theo Ratliff, Brian Scalabrini, Wally freaking Zerbiak. Do you want to go back to those days? Oh, I hate it. I hate this whole, oh, everyone deserves a trophy. If, if we're not one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, I'm not going to watch the Celtics. Jump off the Zakem. Seriously. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Sure, it's not ideal. Sure, they're probably going to be 6th, 7th best in the East. And who knows? Maybe they could surprise us and be 4 or 5. It's not ideal. But the Celtics have a plan. And I promise you the Celtics know more than me. They know more than you. And they know more than your mother in plain English. So we just have to trust this situation and this crapshoot that Danny Ainge left the Boston Celtics. It's not ideal. It could work. It could not work. But if we can get Bradley Beal... If we have to be the sixth seed to get Bradley Beal, gosh darn it the heck, let's fucking do it. Seriously, let's do it. Now, what else have the Celtics done? Well, they got rid of Tristan Thompson. Thank God. Bye, Felicia. Now, I appreciated Tristan Thompson's time here. I think he gave it his all. And what I mean by that, he gave it his all for trying to get COVID by going out every single night with someone not named Khloe Kardashian. He did try his best on the offensive rebound side of things, which was great. But he got traded in part of a three-team deal. He's going to be out in Sacramento. And the Celtics, in return, got Chris Dunn, former product for Providence College. He can defend. He's a guard. He's terrible on offense, but he can defend. He he is a guard. He has an opportunity to get some minutes here because he's better than Carson Edwards. He's better than Tremont Waters. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It it also possibly can free up uh, an exception next year for the Celtics, which will keep them under the luxury tax, which is, I think, another thing that Wick Grosbeck and Steve Paggs and everyone else in the organization, they know that if they want to go out and get a max deal next year with Tatum having a max deal and... Jalen Brown having next a max deal, they're gonna have to pay a lot of money with the tax going forward. So if they can not pay it for one year, that could help them because now they're not a tax. Um, they don't. They're not a. What's the saying, Tim? You sound like a stuttering Stanley. Uh, a tax repeat like offender repeater something like that. It doesn't matter. So maybe down the road, the Celtics could spend more money because of this one one off season. That's fine. They also in this like three team deal with the Hawks and the Kings and the Celtics. They also got Bruno Fernando from Maryland. He's been in the league for a couple of years, six foot nine, just a huge frame. Not expecting him to get a lot of minutes, but it's nice to have an extra big body down there. He's nothing special. Shemi Ojale. Now we all know that. I'm not the, I wasn't the biggest Shemi Ojale fan, but I know for a fact he's a great person, he's a good person, and he's no longer to be with the Boston Celtics, and I wish Shemi Ojale the best. He's going to be signing with the Milwaukee Bucks, so now Giannis doesn't have to worry about you know Shemi defending him anymore, but he's a great human being. Maybe he wasn't the best player on the floor, but I wish him well. Now, there are also some other things, some rumors going around that the Celtics offered a four-year extension to Marcus Smart. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not a fan of that in any way, shape, or form. And, I, you know, Marcus Smart does a lot of good things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know, he defends well. He can defend all five positions. He gives it his all. He tries to get everyone involved. Maybe he's a good leader. I don't think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum like playing for him. There's rumors going around that Brad Stevens doesn't like how out of control Marcus Smart plays at times. But at times, Marcus Smart can control the offense. You know, he can get nine, ten assists a game, and that's something that this team needs right now. Get the ball to Jalen and Jason. Don't take stupid shots. And Marcus Smart has also jacked up, you know, a whole bunch of shots. Remember the bubble last year where he scored like 16 straight points in a row? 
row, which was awesome and really cool and good for him. But Marcus Smart shooting three-pointers again? I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I'm very uncomfortable right now. The fact that in four years, if this extension does go through, and they don't trade for him, we don't get Bradley Beal, Marcus Smart could be 31 years old, making $21 million a year. I know that may look like a steal down the road if the salary cap goes up, but for right now, oh, no. No, 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 he just sucks at shooting the basketball. And if this extension had a deal where, like, you're only allowed to take eight shots a game, I'd streak down Causeway. I really would. I'd say, hey, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Let's do it. But I don't think that's going to be the case. So, But with that being said, this could be a very good contract to trade for a sign-and-trade to get someone like Bradley Beal. So I understand why these type of moves have to happen. It's not ideal in any way, shape, or form, but if it works out, this could be a really, really good thing for the Celtics. But if it doesn't work out, <laughs> watch out now. Do, 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 do. Anyways, um, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, yeah, congrats to Team USA Basketball for winning gold. You know, I think a lot of people, especially the media, were very concerned that they lost, you know, to Australia in the expedition. Uh, expedition. <laughs> Ex- um, the prelims or whatever it was called, the expedition. The ex- position i i can't say that word anyways the fake basketball games that took place uh before the olympics that you know they lost to australia they lost to france whatever the case may be but they nut up and shut up and jason tatum was the second best player on team usa maybe not throughout the entire series but the last couple games when the games mattered the most jason tatum was there he was right behind kevin durant and kevin durant spoke very 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 highly of Jason Tatum saying that Jason Tatum will take over his team USA basketball scoring record because during the during the Olympics Kevin Durant uh, I believe I don't know if it was LeBron or Kobe or Michael Jordan I'm having a brain fart but it was one of those very very good players for most or was it Carmelo it doesn't matter either way Kevin Durant is now the leading scorer in team USA basketball history so congratulations to him dude I know that Kevin Durant isn't you know a big fan favorite but man can that dude play basketball and man is he so good at it (laughs) he's so good at it but the thing that a, a couple things here number one jason tatum being the second best player scoring 19 points kevin durant 29 points beating france for the gold medal game jason tatum winning seeing jason tatum smile seeing jason tatum drink champagne seeing jason tatum do all these great things biting down on that gold medal I hope he enjoys it. You want to know why? I hope it motivates him. And I want, instead of a Team USA, America, you know, United States flag around him, I would rather have Banner 18 wrapped around him. I'd rather have him celebrating inside a TD Garden with that Larry O'Brien trophy. That is something I would rather have instead of Jason Tatum winning a gold medal. I wasn't a big fan of Jason Tatum going to the Olympics because... I needed that kid to take some rest. He's played a lot of basketball, and he had a sore knee to start, the same sore knee that was bothering him during the playoffs, so I was very concerned about it. But, hey, he played well. But if Kevin Durant 
like keeps talking the way that he does about Jason Tatum, um, he better stop because I don't want Jason Tatum going anywhere else, especially following Kevin Durant. I can't, I mean, those two on the same team trying to score a basketball, oh, good luck stopping them. Absolutely insane. And then finally, some some good news, uh, especially for my buddy Big T, who helped me with this bit, but um, it's the return. That's right. The Boston Celtics have re-signed Ennis Cantor, which means it is the return of... He's a man who loves to get a double-double, but when it comes to the Turkish government, he's in a lot of trouble. It's time for Cantor Banter, baby! Wow! Oh yeah, that's right. Cantor Banter will be back for the upcoming season of the Banner Banter Podcast. Really excited about it. Uh, you, you know, just an absolutely ridiculous segment on how many rebounds Ennis Cantor gets in a week of the season. And who knows how many minutes he's going to have behind the Time Lord and uh, Al Horford. Who knows? But he'll definitely get some minutes, that's for sure. But that's really it on a recap with the Boston Celtics. Uh, what's been going on with the summer with them? I will be back probably the first week of October, like that first Monday of October, the the first week of the NBA season, I believe, is like the week of like October 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere in that range. So, you know, recap some of the preseason games, preview what I think the team should do, what I'm looking for players to do, all that good stuff. But I just wanted to sit down, chat with you guys and gals for a little bit. So I really appreciate you listening. I hope you're having a great summer. Please stay safe. Please follow all the social distancing guidelines. Let's really and truly get back to normal. Let's make sure that we can pack the TD Garden with 18,624 people every single night you know, for the upcoming season. Remember, the season's not going to be ideal. And if you can go into this season saying, hey, this season is a step into the right direction, then you're going to enjoy this basketball season. But don't bitch and moan that it's not going to be fun and they're punting the season where you could be watching Delonte West, Sebastian Telfoy, Wally Zerbiak, Rajon Rondo, and Theo Ratliff playing basketball. We have Jalen Brown. We have Jason Tatum. We have a new coach. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.